Welcome to Rhythm and Words, a podcast exploring the rhythm of women in their 20s. I'm your host, Vivian Crooko, but you can call me Viv. The stories shared on this podcast dive into the joys, lessons and journeys that we experience as 20-somethings in the world today. If nothing else, I hope that the following conversation inspires you to explore your own rhythm in one form or another. This episode was incredibly cathartic for me to record and also bloody inspiring to listen back to. Jara Braley is the founder and director of social media company Socials by Jara and at 20 ended a relationship with who she thought would be her forever person. At the time of recording, all the way back in July, Jara was three months post-breakup and handling it incredibly well. Love doesn't care for age. So regardless of meeting your partner at 16, 26, 36 or beyond, it still fucking hurts when things end. If you're going through a breakup right now, my heart goes out to you. Also, lots of hugs. Please know that you will get through this. The pain will subside and eventually you'll emerge from the devastation, a stronger, wiser woman. I'm so humbled to be sharing Jara's story today and I hope that you find solstice in our words. Let's dive deep with Jara. As you know, we are chatting about when forever ends and finishing a long-term relationship, which I feel like a lot of people have had to go through in their 20s. Um, I've done it once, and even though it was good to kind of get out, it still sucked at the time. So I'm really excited to have you. (laughs) <laughs> and not having to completely do it myself because yeah it's yeah. it's something that you don't want to do alone sometimes exactly yeah so let's dive straight into it um uh-huh. three months ago you ended a relationship of four years which is huge at you were nearly 21 yep yeah yeah so yes yeah, huge at 21 huge at any age and mm. so how are you feeling about it at the moment yeah, well, um, I guess like any breakup, the last three months have been an absolute roller coaster for mm-hmm. me emotionally. Um, I've gone from so many feelings, like feeling incredibly sad to guilty to doubtful to happy, relieved, mm-hmm. so many um, emotions. It's um, It's been crazy, but I think now I can genuinely say that I feel fine. I feel... Um, like being single for the first time since I was 16 has been really empowering actually because mm-hmm. I've not only learnt so much about myself but I feel as though I've really gained a new sense of independence and even life direction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's not to say that there's not moments where, you know, I feel sad mm-hmm. that the incredibly special four years that I spent with my ex has come to an end and that I did lose somebody. Uh, of course, there's yeah. moments where I feel sad about that. Um, but overall, I can say that I'm feeling really optimistic and content with being single. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's no, it's good it's that really you kind good. of getting there because it sometimes you know it takes ages. Like, and you never know either. Sure. Like when you break up, like some people can just. I guess it really depends on the circumstances. Like some people can yeah. just kind of cruise out of it. And others take, like, years to recover. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a crazy three months, but I'm, I'm finally 
feeling oh, fine. That's good. <laughs> and was it your first big breakup? Yes. So this yeah. was my first one ever. I did have boyfriends before mm-hmm. him, um, but they were never as serious as this. Yeah. So it wasn't like a big breakup. Yeah. Awesome. So if I've done my calculation right, well, as you already said, you guys started dating in high school and you're 16. Yep. So what was that like? Were you guys the same age? Yes, yep. we were the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to different high schools, but we were mm-hmm. a part of the same friendship group. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think dating someone when you're in high school, it's it's really special. Um, and it's also super challenging too, I think, mm-hmm. because you're both completely new to relationships. You don't really know much about what you want as much as you think you do. Um, or even how to make a healthy relationship last. Like you're so fresh to it. You're learning everything. Yeah. Um, but I, you also fall in love for the first time together. So it, mm. it's a really special experience. Yeah. Um, but it's also probably one of the biggest learning experiences that you'll have as a young adult. So personally, mm. I learnt so much I learned what I want in a relationship I learned what I want in a partner Um, I even learned about my own flaws when it comes to being in a relationship Mm. and I because I was in a relationship for such a long time I kind of had four years to really work on those and you know work on those own flaws that my partner and I both recognized that I had and vice versa that's a big Um, thing actually like the flaws especially at 16 we don't even think about ourselves in that way exactly yeah you're not really thinking about you know what's wrong with you you're kind of looking at what the other partner can <laughs> yeah. be doing right but I think Should be better. <laughs> I've always been, yeah exactly but I've always been a really I guess reflective person and I can I can notice my own um traits when I'm doing something mm. and I'm like yeah that's that's not right I need to work on that yeah. on my, in myself so I think yeah being in a relation a long-term serious relationship when you're so young it's probably one of the best things you can do for your own personal development mm. and just yeah finding out what it is you like about yourself and and what you don't yeah. and what you like in a partner and what you don't that's a really good point actually because I feel like even though we have you know we have our friends and family at that age you don't necessarily let them in the same way that you would like a boyfriend or a girlfriend especially exactly. when you're 16 and everything is so intense and you know you want to keep everything well most people want to keep it away from their parents and you know have that little privacy thing so that is so cool I'm glad that you were able to like be able to reflect because a lot of people don't even do that as teenagers or even as young adults and they just kind of coast through thinking that yeah it's all them (laughs) it's all them and actually it's like we're we're both fucking up (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) exactly Mm. and how did your relationship change from when you guys were like 16 and kind of discovering love um Mm -hmm. compared to like living together or like um, being in a long-term relationship as adults in the the world yeah well um my relationship actually moved super quickly in the beginning so um we were actually living together after just six months of being together um so we moved in with my my parents Mm -hmm. when we were about 17 um so yeah that's probably different to a lot of other people but um yeah, I think what I saw change the most over the four years of our relationship was definitely um, the sense of direction within our relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what it, where we both wanted to go kind of changed a lot as our careers grew and um, everything like that. Um, yeah. And also, I guess you could say the amount of um, effort that each of us 
we're putting into the relationship. Mm-hmm. I think when you are with someone for so long and when you're living together, um, mm-hmm. you kind of grow, you kind of expect that person's just going to be there forever and you you grow mm-hmm. so comfortable in that relationship that you kind of stop putting in that effort that you probably did put in at the beginning. Yeah. I think that's kind of natural in most relationships, but it's still something I definitely noticed that I, I wasn't expecting as um, a young adult yeah. that, you know, that spark does actually fade and it's not it's not like the spark was completely gone. It just mm-hmm. the spark changes over time. And, um, yeah, I think the, the one thing that I really learned about being in a relationship was that it's not always perfect and yeah. it's not always going to be exactly like it was in the beginning, but it's about relationships are about, I guess, um, looking at the good side of your relationship. So like, yeah, you might not be as excited as you were when you first got together, but you know, you've still got somebody who knows so much about you, about yeah. your family, about your past and everything. And they still love you and they're still there for you. Yeah. you know, like, even though they know all of that stuff about you, um, but yeah, I think living together though, that it yeah, changes the entire <laughs> dynamic of your relationship. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah, there's it comes with so many pros, but it also comes with so many cons. It's a it's a massive yeah, it changes everything, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Especially with you guys how it was so early. Like most mm. people at seventeen haven't even lived out of home before. So bringing exactly. someone into the family dynamic, that would be yeah. huge. Exactly. And yeah, it definitely meant that we grew um, so close so quickly. Um, but then again, like we it moved so quickly so that our honeymoon phase, I guess you could call it, <laughs> it, it kind of died down probably quicker than it than it could have if we didn't yeah. live apart. I don't know. I'm, I'm just speaking hypothetically mm. here. But, um, yeah, it, was, it changed everything. Yeah. Wow. And did you think that he was like your forever person or your soulmate at the time? Yep, 100%. Mm-hmm. I had no doubt in my mind that we were going to be married one day mm-hmm. and that we were going to be you know, like live together, mm-hmm. like be together forever. Um, but that was probably just, you know, me being a teenager and being, I guess, naive to the fact that things change, mm-hmm. um, stuff happens, like it's not when, you know, high school sweethearts isn't something that happens <laughs> to everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess you could say for three out of the four years that we were together, I was a hundred percent certain that he, that we would be together forever. Wow. Yeah. That's big too. Cause you kind of start like hypothetically planning like the rest of your life as well. Even exactly. if you don't vocalize it with them. Like I knew I was, you know, my first big relationship, such a mess, but I was still like thinking, oh, Okay you know, we're going to be in it for the long haul. We'll probably get married uh-huh. by like our mid twenties and we'll live here yeah. and live here. And then like, it just goes to shit and you're like, what do I do now? Like, exactly. <laughs> I had all these ideas, even though they weren't solid plans, you know, but you just had like visualized it for so long. Exactly. And at the time you full on believe it and you're mm-hmm. so invested in it. Mm-hmm. But now in hindsight, I'm kind of looking back on that and going, I was so naive yeah. to the fact that so much changes in a relationship and in Mm -hmm. your lives personally like as two separate individuals Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah you kind of have to be at like be able to grow equally hey because I find if one person grows too much and the other person kind of stays stagnant like it starts creating cracks exactly Mm -hmm. and that's kind of similar to to I guess what happened with us as you know we were 
was very, even though we were the same age, mm. we were both growing in different directions and yeah. not at different speeds or anything, but we were just mm-hmm. going in different directions with our lives and naturally and it, it just kind of happened naturally really, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things, hey. It's yeah. Like, yeah. This life, as they say, exactly. I hate that saying, but like when you, after you live it and you're like, yeah, it is life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I understand. <laughs> So in the following days after the breakup, um, did you do any of, like, the cliched rom-com things like tubs of ice cream or lying on the floor listening to love songs or, like, anything where you're just super dramatic and just like, I need to be in my pain? <laughs> um, yeah, if I'm honest, not really. Mm. So that that actually really surprised me, though, because usually I'm, def- I'm usually one of those girls that will put on a love song and cry to it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, – I, before we broke up, I thought I'd be an absolute mess afterwards. But in Mm -hmm. hindsight, I think um, because I was the one that left him, I think I was grieving the relationship a lot more in those final months leading up to the breakup Mm -hmm. as opposed to after it. I think because my subconscious kind of knew that it was coming, the breakup Mm -hmm. was coming. So, yeah, that's when a lot of the initial heartbreak and the crying and all of that stuff happened um so kind of when the relationship ended it was more like well I've actually been grieving this relationship for months now Mm. and and of course like lots of emotions came up that it was officially over and everything like that but yeah a lot of the heartbreak happened beforehand for me yeah that's really interesting you say that because I I've been listening to a few podcasts on heartbreak, um, yeah. not because of this episode, but I just love that. I love hearing other yeah, people's love stories. Me too. <laughs> and it definitely seems to be a theme where you kind of, you check out of the relationship mentally, like long yeah. before it actually ends. So how yeah, long no, I, do you think it was for you, like a few months or? Yeah, I'd say it was a few months, mm-hmm. but it was almost on and off for about a year um, mm-hmm. before we broke up. So like it was very much like uh, there'd be a month where I'm like, no, okay, we're back on track. Everything's going great. And then another month where I'd be like, I'm feeling really unhappy. This isn't right. Mm -hmm. Like it's, um, yeah, all of those other emotions would come back up again. So it was, it was really an an on and off thing. Yeah. And that's so tough too, hey, because you almost like just end up fighting with yourself. Like, do I want this? Do I not want this? Am I just being crazy? Am I just being picky? Like, yeah, and that's exactly what happened with mm-hmm. me. Like I couldn't make up a decision on whether I actually wanted to leave the relationship because I mm-hmm. was thinking, well, last time I felt like this, it only lasted three weeks and then I felt fine again. Like what mm-hmm. if I'm just going through that? Um, you know, what if I start feeling positive again? So I was kind of clinging on to anything I could. Mm-hmm. And after a year of going through that, I kind of just got to a point where I'm like, okay, enough's enough. Yeah. Obviously, you know, it is on and off, but – it's not right to be feeling like this so often. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was an interesting experience for sure. And who did you first um, tell after, like, the breakup was official? Oh. Yeah, so uh, we actually um, – I was really scared to tell people when mm-hmm. we first broke up because when, I feel like when you do tell someone – it makes it official it it kind of it makes Mm -hmm. it means that okay this is happening because you told someone yeah um but yeah I think I told three of my closest friends um Mm -hmm. Sunny Mia and Sam and they these guys were yeah my biggest supporters Mm. throughout the whole team probably my my unofficial mentors basically (laughs) throughout the whole experience that's so nice no I'm really grateful that I yeah had those guys there Mm. 
And how did your parents react since they actually lived with him as well? Like, were they okay with it? That was, yeah. So that's why my parents weren't the first people that I told because mm-hmm. I was I was really scared to tell my mum, especially because she was quite close with him. Yeah. Um, so I knew that I'd kind of had to break my mum's heart as well mm-hmm. because she was going to be really sad about it. Yeah. Um, so that was that was probably one of the hardest parts of the breakup. Um, she, she took it well. Like she, you know, she obviously knows that we're young and not everything lasts forever. Yeah. But um, yeah, she was devastated that that you know she was losing him. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I think that's kind of normal when you do live with, especially because he lived with my family. It was yeah, it was very definitely. different for me having to tell my my parents that yeah yeah because it'd almost be like having an adopted child for them like exactly they bring them in they kind of raise them look after them like even you know if they're not completely like babying them yeah exactly person that is going to leave your life now as well yeah exactly Mm. yeah that's big and well well you've already said I was going to say do any could any of your friends like relate in terms of had they been through it before as well or were they kind of not really sure how to give you like advice based on personal experiences yeah well I was actually super lucky to have an incredible circle of friends Mm -hmm. in hindsight and looking back I think my breakup would have been so much harder if I didn't have such a tight support network of people who could relate to me and could offer me some of the best advice that I received um but yeah a lot of my friends had kind of been through similar things um and they also were just really empathetic and could mm-hmm. understand that you know they they'd known me since I had been with him from yeah. the beginning so they knew that this was a big deal for me yeah. um so yeah while some friends hadn't gone through a big breakup before and some had mm-hmm. everyone was super supportive and had great advice uh, oh, whenever lovely. I I went to them so yeah I was really lucky I think that's one of the biggest things, like just having people to turn to in those times. And I guess sometimes you don't even need advice, but it is nice just to hear words from other people who are like, look, I've been through it. I survived. You will too. Exactly right. mm -hmm. And, you know, having people like when you do have those moments where you're feeling sad, just let them know and just go, I'm feeling sad. You know, this, I'm feeling lonely or, you know, this happened to me today and you've just got somebody to, I guess, talk to about it. Mm -hmm. Like they don't necessarily have to come to you with all of this logic and say, okay, you need to do this, this and this, but just having someone there to kind of just know that they've got your back and that they're, they're there to support you no matter what happens. Yeah. Cause that's a big thing. Like, especially when you have a long-term relationship, you rely on someone to come home to and speak to every day and, you know, voice all your complaints and stuff yeah. about work or any stresses. And then when they go, you're like, who do I talk yeah. to now? <laughs> like, exactly. It's a huge thing. Go? And I think when you do get into one of those relationships, well, I don't know if this is normal, but for mm-hmm. me, I kind of isolated myself mm-hmm. and, you know, stopped talking to my friends as much and not on purpose or anything. It just kind of happened. So I think once I did leave that relationship, my friendships, um, really flourished I guess you could say because mm. I I wasn't isolating myself mm-hmm. so, so much anymore and I was you know talking to them every day and I realized well I've actually got all these friends that live <laughs> around me and you know I could go to and hang out with but it was yeah it was it's been really good for my friendships yeah it's funny you say that because I literally went through the same thing like completely yeah, yeah. was in isolation 
during the relationship and then I ended up moving um from like my hometown down to hands afterwards and yeah all of these friends like that I always had but I didn't really speak to not on purpose but yeah it just kind of there's something that happens and you just exactly there's like a disconnect and then as soon as we were broken up everything just kind of like fit back together and yeah you spend all these time all this time with your friends and it's just the best like the best medicine I think absolutely I think yeah if I could if I could have any advice it would be to just make sure you've got friends and Mm. family around you to to but you know they don't even need to be there to give you advice but just to hang out with and just to have someone there to to be with Mm -hmm. sometimes like a distraction is the best thing hey Exactly. Like, I don't yep. want to think about it. Just take me to the shops or take me to a movie. <laughs> or, like, let's go for a drink. Exactly. Yeah, Get me was, out of my head. So helpful. Mm. <laughs> and did anyone um, try to convince you to get back together or like question your decision? Um, I wouldn't say that anyone tried to convince me that mm-hmm. um, I needed to stay with him. Yeah. But I did. Um, like my mum did say that I shouldn't leave the relationship unless I feel like I've tried absolutely everything within mm-hmm. my power to fix the relationships to avoid looking back in a few yeah. months and feeling like you know I could have done this and kind of regretting my decision mm-hmm. so when I did go to her and say um you know we're, we're gonna break up um, I'm gonna leave him she was like obviously really sad but she's also said okay well don't do it until you feel like you've tried everything mm-hmm. that you possibly can to make sure that you can't fix this this problem and it isn't just something that you know can be easily fixed yeah I think that's a big thing too because regret is so intense after you make that mm. final decision or you say like that I don't want to be with you anymore exactly and then your brain instantly is like are you sure yeah do you really want to do this are you <laughs> yeah, sure you, like this is final you doubt everything you doubt everything and there's yeah. so many questions pop up and one minute you feel 100% certain next minute you're feeling 50 50 like it's yeah. as I said it's a roller coaster of emotions so mm-hmm. um when you do feel like okay I feel like I've tried everything within my power it, it's a lot more empowering to actually like you you feel certain in your decision and it's not so you know I guess doubtful yeah well that's good and you are also a digital business owner, which yes. is awesome. So, and also the face of your brand, which is a huge thing. Yeah. So, what was it like running your business while, like, in the early stages of this breakup? This was so hard. Yeah. This was probably one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life. Not to be dramatic at all, no. but <laughs> it was. Yeah, it it was really hard to, I guess be the face of my brand and kind of I've obviously got to keep up my brand Mm -hmm. image and uh, you know everything about what I do and our brand is is very happy and um, positive and everything like that so in the months that we in the first months especially that uh, we had split up and I wasn't feeling so positive all the time I found it really hard to um yeah I guess show that positive side of myself on our social media Mm -hmm. and yeah, I just felt emotionally drained all the time because my life felt like it was filled with drama because it was um, yeah. so much was going on for me personally. Um, but I also had, you know, to deal with people in a professional way every single day. Mm-hmm. So it was it was really jarring, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I, for me, our breakup was quite stretched out. It wasn't mm-hmm. just a fight. It wasn't just a let's break up and yeah. we don't talk ever again. 
we lived together and we were renting a place together. Mm-hmm. So it, it did take, you know, like, okay, we've got to sort out the bond. We've got to sort out what's happening mm-hmm. with the furniture. We've got to sort out what's happening with, you know, everything to do with yeah. moving out basically and, you know, where each of us is going to live, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it wasn't just a cutthroat thing. It, it yeah. was stretched out. Yeah. Um, which meant that it kind of consumed a lot of my life for, um, I'd say, about six weeks. Wow. Yeah, so having to run a business and represent a brand in that time was, it was really hard. And to be honest, I I think I dropped off a bit on social media um, and in general, I guess you could say, just Mm -hmm. not really showing up on um, social media, which is something that I'm, I do social media marketing, so I'm obviously super yeah. passionate about that and I love showing up on, on social media, but it, I just couldn't really do it for, yeah. for quite a long time just because I wasn't feeling up to it. I felt drained all the time. Um, and, yeah, trying to, I guess, stay on top of my mental health mm-hmm. and just check in with myself with everything that was going on with the, the breakup as well as, I look after a team, look after a brand, look after our clients. A lot it of was, responsibility. <laughs> it was hard. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as I said, I'm finally at a point now where I feel fine and I'm back on track with everything and it's just – it's been, the, it's been yeah, the best feeling mm-hmm. ever to finally feel like I'm back in that rhythm. Yeah, that's so good. Did you get to actually take any time off or did you still kind of have to be running stuff behind the scenes? Uh, it was really lucky that I actually had 10 days of annually scheduled in um, oh, nice. for about um, a month after we broke up for my mm-hmm. birthday. So I went uh, to Bali with two of my best friends and That's that awesome. was just, yeah, the best thing that I could have done mm-hmm. because, yeah, I was with my best friends. We were, you know, going out and, um, yeah, seeing things and I was distracted the whole time. You know, yeah. we went on these amazing hikes and it was just mm-hmm. incredible. Um but, yeah, I, I'm just lucky, I guess, that I had that 10 days annually yeah. scheduled in where, you know, the team was looked after, the client, our clients were looked after, everything was sorted. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was that was super helpful. <laughs> yeah. It's quite cool that you went to Bali, actually, because I went there for my 21st. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I did a solo trip, though. So I went there for, like, two weeks. Um, that oh, my parents the booked the flights as my birthday present, so I was stoked. And then... Oh. Yeah, it was it was quite a transformative experience actually because I was kind of in a weird state where like that year like of my 20th I had done that big breakup, I'd done a big move. Uh-huh. I had done some big like friendship changes um and I started like seeing someone new but then it kind of fizzled off because it just got yeah, too yeah. complicated and then I spent like the two weeks in Bali like, you know, fully eat pray loving myself yeah, like you I was know, say, sorting my love. life out. Yeah. <laughs> And then I got back and I was like, oh, you know what? I actually think I do really miss this guy. Like, I really oh. like him because like, before I left, I was like, nah, screw you. I'm done. Single yeah. lady. And, yeah, it was so funny because, like, I expected to go on that trip and just, like, yeah, just be, I don't know, just be by myself. And then I kind of slowly, like, ended up wanting to, I'm like, maybe I should yeah. just, you know, connect with him again. And then yeah. I did and. We've been together for three years. Oh, my God, you're kidding. Yeah. That is so cool. It was hilarious because I'm pretty sure if I didn't go away, like, I would have just been like, nah, screw you, we're done. Wow. Yeah. What an incredible story because you seriously hear so much, like, so many stories like that where 
especially when you're in a young relationship, mm-hmm. you guys, you know, you break up, you might even have a year off from your relationship yeah. and you kind of go away, you figure out what it is that you want to do in life and then you end up rekindling. So yeah. no, that's, that's an awesome love story. It was cute. It was funny actually. Cause yeah, like we actually knew it. We knew each other from school. So when we got, we, when we re, when we got together, it was like, you know, Oh, how cool. I haven't seen you for years. And then, yeah, just too logistically messy. So I really didn't think like, no. And I was like, no, I'm going to probably move to Brisbane next year. And then I, I didn't move to Brisbane. Oh, yeah, it's no, cute. That's a cute love story. Yeah. yeah, it's funny how it works out, hey. And yeah. you're so like stubborn and adamant, like, no, I'm done. I'm done with you. I'm done with your shit. And even though yeah. there was plenty of my shit in that, in that cocktail as well. But yeah. <laughs> Makes for a good love story. Yeah, it's cute. And how do you think your experience has changed you, like, during this massive breakup at, well, almost 21? Yeah. And 21. Well, I wouldn't say that it's changed me in any way. Mm -hmm. I think it's just been – I've just learned so much about myself. I've learned Mm -hmm. about, yeah, what it is I want in my life. Yeah. Relationship-wise. And it's also just allowed me to completely regain sense of independence so I've Mm. always been super independent even when I was in a relationship but I think when you do live with someone for so long and when you're with someone for so long you do become quite codependent in some ways so I guess gaining that back has been so empowering for me over the last Mm -hmm. couple of months and um it's been complete it's been so strange I guess to be single again because The last time I was single, I was 15, and it, it was, you know, I was in, what, year nine or something, so yeah, it's just yeah. completely different now. It feels like my whole lifestyle has changed, mm-hmm. so I don't think I've changed as a person, but, um, yeah, my lifestyle's definitely changed, and mm-hmm. I've learned a lot along the way, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's a really big thing, even what you mentioned with, like, getting that independence back, because I've seen that with myself and quite a few of my friends where that big first love is so consuming and you just you just give everything to it and especially when you live with them you kind of just create this world of you two and then when you get out of that you really do have to be like wow what do I do with my time like not that you can't function without them but you just like what do I do like you know there's so much time like my calendar is empty all of these routines and like Mm. rituals and everything like yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, you lose it. Yeah, your entire life just changes mm. in the blink of an eye, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Are you glad that you have, um, I guess, done it quite early on in life? Like, had this big experience as opposed Definitely. to like waiting till, you know, mid to like late 20s, 30s to really. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think both being in the relationship and leaving the relationship mm-hmm. has been, I've learned so much about yeah myself and it's just been yeah such an empowering experience and I feel like if I do go into another relationship or um if I do meet somebody that yeah I I feel serious about then Mm. I kind of yeah I I know so much more about what to expect and yeah yeah it's just a huge personal growth experience I think yeah and that's the thing too like the first relationship, especially if it is in your teen years, all of your kind of, like, I guess, what's the word? Like, 
um I have no idea what I'm trying to say but like I guess um so like movies books parents like role models that's it yeah like the role models in your life are mostly fictional or people that are your age so you really don't have many kind of real glimpses into what a relationship is until you're like knee deep in it and you're like holy shit is this bad is this good like yeah what am I doing? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah, when you first get into a relationship, it's just kind of like you've seen the movies, you've seen your parents maybe and maybe mm. your friends. So in that first relationship, you don't have much to compare it to except yeah. for what you see on the outside of everyone else's relationship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess learning about what it's actually like to be with someone and be so codependent on someone and have someone be so codependent on you yeah. is – huge it's a lot and your parents they're divorced aren't they yes yeah me too are they did you think that affected you like um not so much going into a relationship but like in terms of were you aware like okay this could end you know my parents got divorced I could break up like or if I get married I could end up getting divorced did you ever like think like that because I feel like I always do and I always have like okay this, is, this may not last, like it may be perfect, but it still may not yeah. last for some reason, yeah. No, I don't think it actually mm. impacted me at all, which is is lucky. Yeah, um, that's nice. But I think my parents, they have been split up since I was very, very young, mm. so I wasn't – I didn't actually experience them going through the, their breakup. Mm, so, yeah, I guess – I don't know. I, I feel like my parents – um, was such different people yeah. to, to me and to our relationship that mm-hmm. I, I didn't really compare it. Well, that's um, good though. But, yeah, I, I guess I definitely knew that it could – the relationship could potentially end. Mm-hmm. But, as I said, for three out of those four years, I, I just thought, yeah, he was this guy's great. the one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing too, like, I think when you're in it, you just want to defy, like, all that logic as well. And, like, it doesn't matter that this yeah, person exactly. broke up. like we are solid and we're going yeah. to last. Exactly. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Cause you just want to be like that person in the rom-com or in the book and everything works out well. And mm, <laughs> doesn't usually. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I actually read a book recently called um, one day by David Nichols. Oh, yeah. And it is like the most beautiful book. It actually spans, I think maybe 20 years of a friendship. Oh, of these two people like this boy and a girl and they meet in uni and it's like them where you can tell that they they love each other and they want to be together but nothing lines up until like right towards the end and yeah oh man it got me good and you're like I think it's gonna work out well and then it doesn't necessarily end perfectly and I just was like bawling love the book so much but like crying my eyes out at the ending because I'm like this is so real but it's so painful (laughs) Why does it have to be so realistic? Yeah, like, can't you just give me some fairy tale bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> I'm too I'm too emotional with books. I'm the same. Yeah. So are you like I guess speaking of dating, are you have you started dating yet or are you planning to anytime soon? Um, I haven't started dating, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I'm opposed to it. Yeah. Um I'd, yeah, for sure, dating, I'd, I'd be more than happy to go on a date with someone that I'm interested in mm-hmm. at this stage, but at the moment I don't really feel like I'm looking for a serious relationship again yeah. anytime soon. I'm really just enjoying my life as a single woman right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not really, yeah, like as I said, I, I haven't been single for so long mm-hmm. and I've been in a relationship for 
majority of my teenage years and my mm. early adulthood um, that I'm just really, yeah, I'm enjoying just being independent right now and just doing my own thing. I'm not really looking for anything serious. and But that's not to say that if something happen. was to pop up, I yeah. would push it away and be like, no, get away mm-hmm. from me. I'm single forever. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, yeah, at the moment I'm not going to go searching for it. I'm just going to let it happen let naturally. It yeah. And that's such a good way to look at it too because everyone that you meet who ends up in these beautiful relationships, they weren't looking for that person. You know, they weren't exactly. seeking them out. They were usually like, I'm done with men. I'm yeah. making a celibacy year. And then they, yeah, they fall in love, mm. which is really sweet. Yeah. Are you going – do you think that you're going to um, try the dating apps? Because I've never tried them myself and I'm like, oh, my God, I wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> yeah, so I have tried actually some of the dating Ooh. apps um, just out of interest to see, yeah. you know, what it's like. Like, as I mentioned, I haven't been single since I was 15 and I don't think – It's a different Tinder, landscape. Yeah, it wasn't – like, you didn't use dating apps when you were in high school because you just kind of, like, you are in such a social environment all the mm-hmm. time so you don't really need them. Yeah. Um, but no, I've, I've tried out Tinder and I've tried Bumble. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't gone on any dates or anything from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've barely really spoken to anyone on there. So I wouldn't say that I'm too impressed with them at the moment, <laughs> but, yeah. but that's not to say that, um, they don't work. Like I've heard some awesome stories from Tinder and from Bumble mm. and things like that. But for me, I don't know. I just... I way prefer meeting people in person and yeah, that kind of thing. Too. But, yeah, I guess I'll just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so tricky, like, especially when we were growing up, you know, there were these online dating websites and the, there was kind of like a stigma around them that it was only really desperate people that would yeah. use them. So that's <laughs> kind of, like, stuck in my head. Yeah, like, what's it? Oh, something about a fish. There's, like, that cat or catch me or, like, something. Oh, Plenty yeah, of yeah, fish, yeah. that's it. <laughs> And you just, like, use it as, like, a mocking term, like, maybe you need to go on Plenty of Fish to find someone. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> now it's everyone doing it. Exactly. Just on their phones. <laughs> Swiping away. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, well, my final question for this kind of part of the segment, the podcast, yep. is, well, it's more of a statement and a question. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure there is a lot of women listening who can relate to your story and some of them may be even going through a devastating breakup right now as we speak, as they listen to us. So do you have any advice for someone who has just split up with their person who they thought they'd be with forever? Yes. Um, <laughs> I have a few things actually. Oh, good. Uh, I think – just remember that you're stronger than you think. Mm. That was something that my friends always reminded me of, like leading up to my breakup um, and everything Yeah, before, afterwards, during, mm-hmm. that, yeah, you're stronger than you think. You will get through it. Um, you will survive it. Um, and surround yourself with a really strong support network. So just be, you know, put your pride aside and don't, um, hesitate on opening up to your close friends and family because you don't, you might feel embarrassed that your relationship hasn't worked out. Um, actually just, yeah, talk to people about it, open up about it, um, because you'll feel such a big weight come off your shoulders when you actually talk Mm -hmm. to people. Um, and another thing I'll mention is don't make decisions based on the other person's feelings or reactions. Mm, So yeah, I think, for a long time, 
you know, especially when we were first breaking up, it was kind of like we broke up, we got back together, we broke up, we got back together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the reason why we kept getting back together is because I was basing my decisions on how the other person felt. Like I could see that he was in pain. I could see yeah. that I had broken his heart and I also was feeling heartbroken. So mm-hmm. I was just kind of... Yeah, making decisions based on that when I should have been basing it on how I feel mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, what I wanted. Um, so, yeah, just put yourself first. Put your own emotions first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally I'd say when you are single, embrace it. Embrace being mm-hmm. single because it's actually a lot of fun. And yeah. as I said, you learn so much about what you want in life and what you want in a partner and um, – it's yeah it's a lot of fun and it's I don't know why there's such a stigma that being single is horrible and you know as soon as you're single you need to like start looking for who your next person's going to be just yeah embrace being single enjoy the fact that you know you don't have someone who's so codependent on you Mm -hmm. and you're not so codependent on anyone else um you can literally do whatever you want when you're single Mm -hmm. you can live (laughs) wherever you want you can yeah do whatever you want you can yeah it's it gives you so much freedom Mm -hmm. so embrace that I love that and it's yeah it's like the best time actually I don't know why people like (laughs) oh you need a partner like I think it's it's a real high school thing you know like you don't feel wanted if you don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend in high school and then as soon as you have that breakup and you're like, oh, okay, I'm like a functioning adult and I can do whatever the hell I want. It's actually <laughs> that awesome. That is exactly what I've gone through. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I actually wrote a blog post, I think, like about that, like why it's great to be single in your early 20s when I was oh, like really? freshly single. Yeah, because I was just having a ball, like just going on trips. I think I, I did so many like trips down to Brisbane and like I think I went to Splendor that year and I booked my Bali trip and I was like, I can do anything. I can go anywhere. (laughs) Seriously. There's nothing that you can't do. (laughs) Yeah. And you don't have to coordinate with anyone, which I love. Like Exactly. Yeah. That's been one of the best things. I'm like, okay, I want to go on holiday. See ya. Yeah. It's funny because I find like, I think that you will take a lot of this into your next relationship as well. Like Mm. I've definitely taken that need for like solo travel into my relationship now and I will often, like, book a trip and I'm like, hey, James, I'm going to go to Brisbane this month. Yeah. Do you want to come? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, great. Oh, this is See what ya. I'm going. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, okay. And it's exactly. great you can just so do good. it. And you don't have to feel guilty and you don't have to, like, miss them because I had, like, with my last one, go away for a couple of days and it would just be a shit fight. Yeah. So it's nice being able to just, like, you can go away and you're like, okay, my relationship's going to be fine. Like, the house <laughs> won't burn down. Someone yeah. will feed the cats and – yeah, yeah I love lovely. That. So to finish up, I have two more questions for you. Uh-huh. Um, and these are my rhythm and words questions, which is exciting. Yep. So rhythm and words explores the rhythm of women in their 20s. So I would like to know how you describe your own rhythm right now at 21. Oh, I love <laughs> this question. Um, I would describe mine at the moment as super spontaneous and almost unpredictable mm-hmm. <laughs> I've just kind of spontaneously moved states um That's so okay. yeah so <laughs> it's kind of now that I am freshly single I'm kind of my rhythm has completely transformed mm. and in my life as I said is completely different um but then at the same time my day-to-day routine is super structured because I run a business mm-hmm. and um yeah deal with clients and our team so 
I guess my overall life is quite spontaneous, but yeah. my day-to-day stuff and my day-to-day rhythm is, is pretty structured and um, organised, I guess you could say. Mm. That's a nice balance though, actually. So like you, sure. can, you can have a bit of chaos in your spare time and, you know, you've got shit sorted during the day. Exactly. 50-50. Yeah. Bit of chaos, bit of structure. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's good too because, like, you don't feel too suffocated with either way, you know? Like, mm. I find, like, when there's too much chaos, you just feel lost. Too much structure and you feel, like, bogged down. So it's yep. kind of nice having, like, that little bit of each. Exactly. Mm. And finally, do you have any advice to girls who are about to enter their 20s as I feel like turning the big two often <laughs> triggers an existential crisis of sorts. Like, I know, I was like, ooh, 20, yuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember that feeling too. Um, you feel old. I think it, yeah. <laughs> I would definitely uh, say, which is something that my dad always reminds me about, is that just trust that the universe has your back and Aww. not everything has to happen the way that it you see it happen for your friends or mm-hmm. the way that your parents had 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 it in their 20s um yeah just enjoy being young don't sweat the small stuff or take life too seriously yeah. um you don't have to have the next 10 years of your life planned out you don't have to know what your next step is mm-hmm. um just trust that you will end up exactly where you're supposed to be I love that that's so nice <laughs> I feel like that's what you need to hear when you leave high school not like go Absolutely. to uni you need to be like it's okay whatever you do it's gonna work out and you're gonna be fine yeah. <laughs> well thank you for being on my podcast I really thank you for having me this was so fun and super therapeutic actually oh, to, good. to sit down and talk about my breakup <laughs> yeah I love relationship talk like Oh, me too. It's Even though favorite. I've only had two, I could just chat about it all day. Like Same. That's why I was so keen to do this this um, topic as well because I just love sitting down chatting about it with my friends, mm. my family. It's, yeah, it's awesome. It is nice. And it's not a nice, like, connection as well. You know, like, everyone's yeah. had heartbreak. So sure. Nice. You can all relate to each other in some way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful that you've taken the time for you in this podcast today. I know how many shows are competing for your love, so thank you for choosing Rhythm and Words. If you like this episode, you can review us on Apple Podcasts and share this story with a woman who needs it. For more behind the scenes, you can catch us on Instagram at Rhythm and Words Podcast, online at rhythmandwords.com, or join the conversation in our Facebook group, Rhythm and Women.